Hi, and welcome to Creating Cadence, a podcast for life and work in motion. I'm your host, Mish Bondizio, a business coach, communications consultant, and solo entrepreneur. I'm also the author of The Cadence Effect. I help high achievers stuck on the toxic treadmill of overwork to transform your approach to life, work, and business, so we can all activate more of our potential and perform better in every part of our life at a cadence that's more suitable to us, despite this fast-paced world we live in. This is episode 55, and in today's intro episode for season 9, and also the first episode of the podcast for 2024, I'll be explaining a few plans I have for the year ahead, for me, for my business, and the podcast, as well as giving you a brief intro to this season's guests, so you have an idea of what to expect. I'll also be sharing an exciting update about the Cadence Coaching Program, that I spoke about a lot on the podcast last season. This episode is going out on the 29th of January, 2024. So depending on when you listen to it, I'm not sure if it's still the done thing to say Happy New Year. But I hope that 2024 is treating you well so far, and that things are starting at a pace that's manageable, despite all the hurly-burly that may be happening around you. I don't know about you, but I am glad to see the back of 2023. Don't get me wrong, last year was an exciting and adventureful year for me and I got to do some incredible things, including publishing a book, for which I'm super grateful. But it was also an incredibly turbulent year in my personal life, and also out in the world around us. By the time December came around, I felt quite dysregulated. And to be honest, I was absolutely finished, and burnout felt like it was calling. So over Christmas, I made time to close my door, down tools, rest, and spend time reconnecting with myself and with nature. Thankfully, I managed to do that, and I definitely feel more grounded this month. Now, it is about working on maintaining that grounded feeling, drawing on the tools that I write about in my book, The Cadence Effect, to continue supporting my health and well-being. But just because I know these things doesn't mean I don't need a reminder to keep practicing them. You see, burnout doesn't necessarily go away just because you take some time off. You have to also address the cause of the things that deplete, dysregulate, and stress you out. And for the year ahead, I'm focusing on two things in this regard. First, I'm electing to spend less time on social media this year for a host of reasons. I've often mentioned that I have a love-hate relationship with social media, but I've never quantified the issues I have with it quite as well as Brene Brown did in a recent article on her website entitled Hard Seasons and Wild Hearts. I'll share a link in the show notes. But there's a particular quote I'd like to read from the article. Brene writes, I've stepped back considerably from the public part of my life, especially social media, where defensiveness and armor and words as weapons seem to be currency of the realm. I don't know exactly how to do social media anymore. I love community, conversation, and debate. I enjoy sharing what I'm researching, what I'm observing about the world, and what I'm learning about myself. I also love learning from other people's experiences and insights. But honest to God, I am a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad public person. I'm an introverted homebody who can't be away from my family for more than a few days. And when it comes to social media, I can come completely undone when people are publicly cruel, threatening, or make up untrue things about me or other people for likes and attention. Later in the article, Brene also goes on to say, I know that my soft front and wild heart can't be dependent on strangers on the internet acting right. 
I can't be okay only if the people of the internet are okay. Damn, 27 years of sobriety, and when it comes to social media, I'm back at square one in Al-Anon. I cannot allow my wholeheartedness to be dependent on something I didn't cause, I can't control, and I can't cure. She goes on, as I once heard my friend Liz Gilbert say, there is indeed a knife up against my throat, and I'm the one holding it. That's how I feel about our culture's relationship with social media. And when I say our culture, I mean all of us who recognize that we feel like shit after we doom and compare scroll, yet we do it, again and again and again. Now, I get emotional just reading this because it's exactly how I feel about the addictive and destructive qualities of social media. Do I really want to be contributing to that too? Are the returns I may get from promoting myself and my business on there worth the cost to my health and those of my potential community? These are questions I'm grappling with. It's both a complex situation and solution, as many people are reliant on social media for their businesses, and I'm certainly going against the grain of what many people believe about the role of social media in content marketing. But I don't see it as the solution for me to create connection and increase visibility. For me at least, at this point in my business journey, my podcast is a more attuned medium for my health and also to be able to connect with you. I'm also considering writing on Substack as an alternative opportunity for sharing my thoughts and ideas on ways we can revolutionize our approach to work, workplace well-being and intentional productivity. So that might be an experiment for this year too, but overall my approach to social media is the first thing I'm changing up this year. The second thing is that my work focus this year is also on simplifying my business, as it felt like things got very complicated last year. So for 2024, I've streamlined my product offering to focus on talks, workshop packages, and a twice-a-year coaching program. I'm also specifically focusing on working with people who are hitting that point where midlife malarkey becomes a thing. I'm talking to you, millennials and Gen Xs. So I'll share a link to those services in the show notes in case you're interested in finding out more. You may note that I've gone a bit niche with my web copy for these services, because I want to be a graceful disruptor of the toxic status quo around work. So the tone of voice is a bit irreverent, and it doesn't use standard business speak at all. I'm a little bit nervous about putting it out there because it's so different, but I wanted to be more real in my message, and this more relaxed tone is definitely more me. <laughs> so I'd love to know what you think. You can check that out at creatingcadence.co forward slash cadence dash services. As another part of simplifying my business, I'm also getting even more organized with how the various elements of my work and workflow connect, getting rid of extraneous tools so I can be more minimalist and focused in how I approach and manage my work. And I have to say that my easily overloaded OCD brain is feeling very happy about this turn of events. Now, some of you listening might be saying, well, it's nice for some that want to pay things back, but not all of us are able to do this. I would disagree because we all have something that is within our control to change, even if it's something small. It doesn't need to be something big that we change to start creating a larger cascade of positive changes. The reason I bang on about this stuff is because we are all susceptible to overwork and we really need to change the conversation around what overwork looks like. We need to nip it in the bud, quick sticks. It can sneak up on you and before you know it, your boundaries have been obliterated and you're firefighting, exhausted, and overwhelmed. And it can be challenging to find your equilibrium again. So that's why I keep going on about it, and that's why I'm working to make change in my own business 
and in the way that I work, I'm continually experimenting and making change so that I can share my learnings with you to hopefully inspire you to do the same. But that's enough about me and my work plans. Up next, here's what to expect with future episodes of the podcast this season. Now, last year, I hosted one longer podcast season of 10 episodes as the first part of the year was taken up with publishing my book, The Cadence Effect. The focus of season eight was on how people in my network are approaching cadence in their life and helping their clients and customers to do the same. I was delighted to discover that during this past season, my listenership grew on Spotify by 43%, and the topic of those interviews has proved so popular that we're continuing with it this year. So the plan for 24 is to go back to three shorter seasons with about five to seven episodes in each. Depending on my schedule, episodes might go out every two weeks during each season rather than every week, and there will be a four to six week break in between seasons. This type of publishing schedule helps me to maintain my optimal work cadence without overload, and it gives you time to catch up on episodes in between. For season nine, I'm chatting with five interview guests They are as follows in alphabetical order. Becky Cross is a course leader at the University of Central Lancashire and the organizer of a fantastic event for paper-focused fanatics like me. The event has three components, Planner Fest, Journal Fest, and Stationery Fest. Then Julie Fisher is a positive psychology coach and corporate wellbeing consultant. Julie is also the host of the Nine to Thrive Wellbeing podcast, and I was recently a guest on her show talking about my favorite topic, why balance is bullshit and cadence is a better way to go. I'll link to that in the show notes. We also have Laurie Kurtz-Kelly on the show. Laurie is the founder of Kurtz Coaching, and she's a physio or physical therapist, depending on which country you're listening in, and her focus is on knee health. We also have Rory Southworth, the manager of Fraser House Coworking Space and the lead for Funded, a platform for innovation and investment opportunities in Lancashire. Last but not least, we have Simon Teffler, a business consultant, entrepreneur, and mental well-being advocate. He is also the author of an inspirational book called 52 Messages. So in coming episodes, you'll get to hear more about how these lovely people embrace and employ cadence in their work and life to help them build momentum, work with purpose, and live with more intention. And I'll conclude season nine with a roundup of key themes that come out of each of these interviews. The last discussion point for today's episode is my upcoming Cadence Coaching Program, and I'm answering a few questions relating to it. So first question is, why would I offer this program in the first place? The bottom line is because in the six years that I've been offering coaching, talks and workshops, my interactions with participants have continually reiterated to me that life is too short to die inside from the hustle and grind and there is a need for this type of accountability and support program. I've also been wanting to do this program for a long time. In fact, the first time a basic version of this program launched was just before the pandemic. I worked with three small teams and three independent professionals in person, and the feedback after the program was incredible. But then we went straight into lockdown, so I put the program on hold as our focus understandably went to other things. Since then, I've learned lots of new things, and publishing my book, The Cadence Effect, last year has provided the perfect foundation to run an exciting new and enriched version of this program. The Cadence Effect is also required reading for the program, as it provides the framework we'll be using over the six weeks. So what does the program actually involve? 
It's going to be the blueprint to help you design a life that works for you, so you can build momentum, work with purpose, and craft a more meaningful life. If you're interested in working smarter, not harder, with proven behavior change approaches and intentional productivity techniques, and boosting your resilience with battle-tested stress management techniques, all so that you can unleash more of your creativity and potential and align your business purpose with your values, then this opportunity is for you. It's going to be a six-week program that's going to run twice a year. As it's cohort-based, places will be limited to 10 to 15 people maximum per cohort. The first cohort launches in April, just after Easter, so mark your diaries and I'll be sharing exact dates in coming weeks. I'll also be offering a special introductory rate for this first program, which will not be repeated. The shopping cart will open in late February, but because places are limited, if you want to register your interest in the meantime so that you have first dips in deciding when it launches, you can also email me, hello at creatingcadence.co. There's more detailed information about what the program entails and how it can help you on the Creating Cadence website, as well as more answers to your frequently asked questions too. The web link is creatingcadence.co forward slash cadence coaching. And in coming weeks, I'll share the shopping cart link, so keep a listen out for that. And if you want to be the first to receive the launch link for the coaching program, then do sign up for the Cadence newsletter at creatingcadence.co forward slash subscribe. So that's all for this first episode of 2024 and the first episode of season nine. I'll be back soon, but a few things before you go. You can find out more about my book at thecadenceeffect.com. And helpful reviews are always welcome to help the book get found by those who need it. And if you like the show, please share the love by rating it where you listen to it. You can also support the making of Creating Cadence on Patreon or buymeacoffee.com. Links to those in the show notes. So thanks for listening. Until next time, keep moving forwards with courage, curiosity, and cadence. Bye for now.